Today on the Matt Walsh Show, the country is in flames and many in the media and on the left have insisted that uh, we must sympathize with the people who are setting the fires. But the attempt to justify and romanticize looting and arson is, of course, morally outrageous and deranged and irrational, insane. Many other words I could use to describe it, um, and I will use many of those words today because I want to speak some plain truths about uh, this issue today. There are some things that need to be said, and I'm going to say them. Also, five headlines, including celebrities uh, helping to fund and support the destruction of poor minority neighborhoods. This is the, the cause that celebrities are rallying behind right now. And finally, I thought that it was dangerous to protest during a pandemic. Isn't that what we were told for months? I mean, didn't the media spend months telling us that if you go out and protest during a pandemic, you're going to kill people, you're going to kill grandma? That's what we were told. What happened to all of that? We're going to talk about all of that um, today on the show. I, uh, I do, as I said, have a lot to, a lot to uh, say, as you can imagine. I went away for less than a week. I went away for, you know, what, like four days on vacation. Uh, the country erupted in the meantime. So I leave you people alone for a few days, and this is what you do without my, without my guidance. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to say most of, of what I think needs to be said today, though, of course, I'm sure I can't fit it all into one show. And we'll start here. Um, amid the media-fueled, Democrat-endorsed chaos that is currently gripping our cities, a lot of effort has been made to justify and um, romanticize the violent hordes that are wreaking destruction all over the place. But despite these extremely pathetic rationalizations, the rioters are not aggrieved citizens deeply hurting and in pain and engaging in serial arson and random assaults as some sort of coping mechanism uh, for the trauma they've suffered or as some sort of desperate plea for peace and justice. No, on, on, quite on the contrary, they are criminals and sociopaths. And they're setting stuff on fire because they think it's fun. And they're stealing shoes and booze and electronics for the very simple reason that they want shoes and booze and electronics, and uh, it's free if they go steal it, and they have no moral compunction about doing so. That's it. Okay? How do I know this? Well, for one thing, I've seen the footage, as we all have. You know, go, go, go watch the footage of, of these people doing these things. They're smiling and laughing with glee as they commit these atrocities. Okay, these are not the faces of oppressed people. These are the faces of bullies who delight in the suffering of strangers. Now, here's, here's just as an example. I'll play this for you. Here's someone um, walking out of a looted cheesecake factory with a cheesecake they stole. Now, we can't see the expression on their face there because they're wearing a mask. Um, but what do you think? Do you think that person is weeping under the mask? You think they're weeping as they walk out with the cheesecake? Were they looting that cheesecake out of grief? No. Listen, the, the point isn't the pain that these crooks are supposedly in. It's the pain that they enjoy inflicting on others. What we're watching are a bunch of people who enjoy causing suffering. And so that's what they're doing. Speaking of which, um, I want to play just a few other clips of, of different examples around the country yesterday. And I could spend five hours playing clips like this, as you well know, um, but um, because there's a lot more where this came from. But you need to see. I think if you, ha if you haven't seen some of this stuff, you need to see it, and so I'm going to play some of it. It's not easy to watch, but we need to see it. So first, here's a, uh, a truck driver 
being pulled out of his truck and beaten by a mob of many dozens of people. Watch. Now, don't worry. Don't worry. Um, an arrest has been made because of that incident. Don't worry about that. They've made arrests. The police are on the case. Um, they've arrested the driver. The driver was arrested. The guy that was pulled out of his truck and beaten, he was arrested. And he was, re- he was arrested because he drove into a crowd. The claim from the media and the left and the police is that uh, he was trying to, I guess, kill protesters by driving into a crowd. But what they failed to mention is that the protesters were on the interstate, And this guy is just trying to get through. If he was trying to kill protesters, then why did he stop his truck, putting his own life at risk, rather than plowing through them? He stopped his truck. I mean, if the point was to plow through them, then why didn't he plow through them? Now, look at the uh, the aerial footage of the whole incident. And um, I'll just just watch this for a second. Okay, so yes, he's coming through there. Why is he coming through? Well, because it's a highway. All right, and he's in a truck. Um, but he's, why does he stop? If, if the claim is that he deserved to be pulled out of his truck and beaten because he was trying to kill people, why did he stop? If, he, if that's what he was trying to do, he would have he plowed right. Th- he didn't. He stopped because he didn't want to kill anybody. He didn't want to hurt anybody. That's the only logical conclusion here. And for his trouble, he was pulled out and beaten. So, so the, the claim that we're hearing is that protesters, quote unquote protesters, have the right to shut down whatever highway they want to. And if you have the audacity to drive through it, you know, to treat it like a highway, they have every right to beat you unconscious. That's the claim that we're being, not just by the media, that's basically what the police are telling us, apparently. Now, we've got a lot more to play, some other clips as well. Um, but before we do that, I want to tell you about LifeLock. Uh, you know, the LifeLock is all about security, a different kind of security, but, uh, but the security is what we need right now. And the thing about, you know, being on the internet is there are all kinds of internet scams. I think we've all come close, at least, to being duped a time or two by internet scams because they're getting very clever with, uh, with, with how they go about this. For example, a hacker group called Shiny Hunters claims to have breached 10 companies and is now selling their user databases on a dark web marketplace for illegal, illegal products. Uh, the companies range from an online dating app to a food delivery service to online stores and newspapers. The listed database holds 73 million user records, which are being sold for around $18,000. So this is the kind of stuff that uh, that's out there. And if you don't have LifeLock, it'd be very difficult for you to protect yourself against it. Every day we put our information at risk on the internet and cyber criminals around the world keep finding new ways to steal identities. LifeLock is a leader in identity theft protection, and that's why you need them, because they've been doing this for a long time. They know how to do it. They could do it a lot better than, you know, I can just on my own. If they detect your information has potentially been compromised, they will send you an alert. Um, They detect a wide range of identity identity threats out there, and there are a wide range of them. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. 
But LifeLock can see threats that you might miss on your own. So join now and save up to 25% off your first year. Go to LifeLock.com slash Walsh. That's LifeLock.com slash Walsh to save 25% off. Um, okay, so we saw the truck driver. Now let's, uh, here's, this is in Santa Monica. Speaking of trucks being attacked, this is an Amazon truck being looted in Santa Monica. So you see they're just carrying the packages off there. Again, grieving. This is all part of the grieving process, folks. They're just they're in mourning. Now, who among us? Who among us hasn't uh, hasn't gone through? Who among us hasn't in 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 a in an act of grief uh, as a as a coping mechanism uh, stopped an Amazon truck and carried a package off? Right? Haven't we all done that? Here's a man being beaten by a mob after he steps in to protect a woman who was pushed off a bike. I'm going to pause for a second and let you watch this. Now, if you're ready for the worst one of all, and it does get worse, here's a mob vandalizing a store. The female store owner comes out, confronts them, um, very bold on, on her part, and they proceed to assault her with a two-by-four. Okay, so again, I ask uh, the question, what do you think you're seeing here? People who are in pain, people who are hurting, people who want justice for George Floyd? Please, shut up with that. Just, just shut up. And you know what? Even if they are in pain, I don't care. I don't care how they feel. I don't care what they've experienced. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care about any oppression they have in their minds, or in reality suffered. I don't care, and I'll tell you why. The moment you set a building on fire, the moment you assault a woman with a, with a, with a, uh, with a two by four, okay, the moment you victimize the innocent, your feelings don't matter, nothing matters, you are a victimizer, not a victim. If you want your feelings and your experiences to matter to, um, to the average citizen, then you don't do that. And you don't set entire cities on fire. Pretty simple. 
When you start doing that, you are the bad guy now. You are part of the problem. And I'm not going to sit down and say, why did, you set, why did you set that building on fire? Please talk to me. Share your feelings. I want to hear. Why did you do that? I just, no, I'm not judging. I'm not judging. Just, just, just share all your inner experiences and maybe we, no. You're a scumbag. You're a villain. You're a bully. You're a terrorist. Now, we have to understand something about basic human psychology. Okay? A human doesn't think to himself, well, the police are racist, therefore I must run into this burned out target and steal a pile of jeans. That's, that's not a calculation that anybody makes. No, a human would think to himself, a bad human would think to himself, I have an opportunity to run into this burned out target and steal a pile of jeans because other people are doing it, and so I'm going to do that. I have the opportunity, so I'm going to do it. Now, the latter is a coherent calculation, unlike the former, which is just a non sequitur. But it's the calculation of a criminal, not a victim. Now, you might say, isn't it a simplification on the other extreme? Is it, you know, there's, a, there's a simplification on the, on the one extreme of saying that all these rioters and, and vandals and looters are a bunch of uh, you know, aggrieved uh, sufferers and mourners, right? That's, that's, that's a, a, an absurd simplification. But am I not engaging in my own simplification by writing them all off as a bunch of nihilistic hoodlums? Now, I don't think so. I don't think I am. Because arbitrary destruction is the very hallmark of nihilistic hoodlumism. Um, it's exactly what you would expect to see. Now, and I, I use words like arbitrary and random. You know, these are the words that I'm, that I'm using but of course, we realize that that description only applies to the behavior of the grinning masses of people who can't believe their luck, that their local government has decided to step aside and let them steal and burn stuff at will. That, you know, the, the, the government in Minneapolis would literally retreat and let them burn a police station to the ground. But so there's that. And we also recognize, though, that at the center of this swarm are domestic terrorist groups like Antifa and their wealthy sponsors who are acting in a way that is anything but arbitrary. Okay, they have specific political and ideological ends that they hope to achieve, and they are using the so-called protesters and their penchant for arson as a means to that end. So that's what we're dealing with here. We're dealing with a core of domestic terrorists surrounded by and exploiting thieves, arsonists, and thugs of various other types. That's, that's, the, uh, that's the way it all breaks down. I'll have more to say about this in just a second. Uh, but now, uh, our good friends, of course, at Rock Auto, longtime supporters of this show who we really appreciate, along with all of our sponsors, by the way, who, uh, you know, during this very difficult time over the last several months, uh, you know, we really appreciate all of our sponsors who have uh, supported this show and, and everyone at The Daily Wire. And we also appreciate you guys for supporting the show and for listening to us talk about our sponsors and their great products. And, um, you know, if you, if you hear us talk about something and uh, it's something you think you need, um, then uh, really consider supporting these sponsors. We would appreciate that. Now, uh, you know, if you need auto parts, if you need car parts, I think the most reasonable thing to do, the easiest and most convenient thing to do is to look online, you know, rather than trying to go into a chain store and deal with all that. RockAuto.com is so much easier than walking into a store and having to answer all the questions and, and all of that stuff. And also knowing that they're probably not going to have what you're looking for. They're going to have to look it up online themselves and just order it. You could have done that yourself. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible. 
rather than changing their prices based on what the market will bear, they're not going to try to just bilk you for all you're worth. They're going to just offer a low, the lowest price they can, a fair price, and you know that you can be confident of that when you go to RockAuto.com. It's a family business. You know they've been serving uh, customers for over 20 years. RockAuto.com is the place to go for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Um, best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. That's, that's what it comes down to. It's the convenience and it's the low prices. So go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Walsh in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So that they know that we sent you. Okay, now, we talk about all this. And uh, I'm pretty harsh in the way that I talk about these protesters it's true that not every protester, quote unquote, um, is burning buildings and looting stores. In fact, some of the protesters may actually be doing something that sort of approximates actual protesting, believe it or not, you know. But if, it, it, and the thing is, that, that's such a shock to see at this point that when you go online, you see people sharing videos of, uh, of, well, look at these protesters. Isn't this inspiring? Here are some protesters who aren't setting things on fire. Who, in fact, here are some protesters trying to stop other protesters from setting stuff on fire. Yeah, I mean, good for them. I appreciate that. But, but that's, that's, that's what we would expect people to do. That's, I, I don't give you a lot of credit for that. The fact that it's, um, that it's uh, notable when we find protesters not setting stuff on fire, that's a problem. Um, now, if you, if you, here's the thing, if you join the protest, you are knowingly joining a mob that includes a significant portion of rioters and looters and terrorists. You are literally providing cover for these elements and metaphorically, maybe also literally clasping your hands with them in solidarity. You deserve to be lumped in with them because you have lumped yourself in with them. So that's why I'm not interested in this, you know, separating, well, is the good protesters from the bad ones? No, I think they deserve to all be lumped in together, to be honest with you. I want you to consider this, okay? Would the people who are currently arguing that protesters and looters are two separate groups and that the former shouldn't be lumped in with the latter, would they still be making that argument if a bunch of abortion clinics were burned to the ground during a pro-life demonstration? I mean, imagine a pro-life demonstration. Now, this, this would never happen, okay? But uh, it just doesn't happen at pro-life demonstrations. I've been to many. There, there have been many pro-life demonstrations. There are dem- pro-life demonstrations every week in this country somewhere, every day practically. Uh, the, the March for Life been going on, has been going on for over 40 years. Hundreds of thousands coming to D.C. for that. You never see anything like this ever. But just imagine if there was a pro-life demonstration and a sizable portion of that crowd was setting abortion clinics on fire and assaulting, you know, Planned Parenthood workers and that sort of thing. Do you think any of the people saying, well, don't lump them in together, you think they'd be saying that in that case? Or, you know, maybe this is a better example. What if there was a resurgence of the Tea Party? But imagine this, a resurgence of the Tea Party, but at every Tea Party rally, Large groups of avowed white supremacists showed up and had a funny habit of, you know, assaulting bystanders, ransacking stores, setting police stations on fire. Uh, imagine if this happened. The, the, the Tea Party rallies across the, the country, and at every single one, without fail, you've got rioting and looting. 
Is there any doubt that the entire Tea Party movement and everyone who attended one of its demonstrations would be cast in the same light as the, the, the Nazi looters? In fact, that happened with the original Tea Party. Well, not the original, but the, you know, the, the 2008 version. That happened with that Tea Party, even though there weren't any Nazi looters. They were still accused of doing it. Now imagine if there actually were Nazi looters. What would happen then? What would people be saying about them? What would the media be saying about them? And the thing is, as somebody who supported the Tea Party the first time around, I would also be casting them in that light. If I looked at this resurgent Tea Party and I saw that every single time you have this uh, sizable portion of, of actual Nazis who are burning stuff, I would look at that and I would say, you know what, there's, there's something really wrong here. With, with Not just with those people, but with the whole movement. And I don't want to be affiliated with it. I'm not going to show up to one of these things. Because it just wouldn't be credible to claim that the Nazi looting, which happens every time, is some sort of coincidental aberration. Now, perhaps I'm wrong. You know, maybe the, the good ones are entirely distinct from the bad ones, and the former are benevolent in their motives and methods, and I unfairly malign them by characterizing the whole movement or whatever it is this way. Maybe so. That's a risk I'm willing to take. Because we are much better off condemning this mob too strongly than not strongly enough. I'm going to err on that side. I'm going to err on the side of being too strong in my condemnation. Most people, even the critics of these so-called protests, have erred on the side of kindness to the mob and understanding and tolerance, which is why most criticisms of all of this are couched in a series of disclaimers and qualifications about the profound legitimacy of their grievances and the great importance of the conversation they're allegedly trying to have with us. So you hear a lot of, you know, now uh, the people who, who set AutoZone on fire for no apparent reason they're right to be upset, and their feelings are so important to me, so important, and I, I very much share their concerns, and I'm sure that they're all wonderful people, and I just, I, 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 they're, they're very, very good. And by the way, can I just say, I find them strikingly good looking. But with that said, by the time you get to the point, you've already lost the point. Just cut to the chase. Cut that crap out. You don't even believe it anyway. So shut up with that. Just get to the point of condemning the destruction of our cities that's happening right now. Get to that point. We don't need the rest of it. We don't need the rest of it. I'm sure some of them are so good, and it's a, we don't need that part of it. Because our cities continue to burn while we play footsie with the people who are holding the matches. I think what we need now is to speak plainly and to respond boldly to what we're seeing. All right. Let's move on to our five headlines, uh, although it's all kind of one headline jumbled together, but we'll sort through this. Um, let's start by zeroing in, number one, on what happened in our nation's capital last night. Uh, the Daily Wire has the report. It says dozens of Secret Service agents were reportedly injured by violent rioters near the White House as the rioters threw objects and burned American flags late on Sunday evening, which occurred at the Lincoln Memorial uh, after the Lincoln Memorial was vandalized hours earlier. A Fox News editor, Greg Ray, reported more than 50 Secret Service agents were injured. Fires set by rioters blazed near the White House, and authorities were searching for car bombs late Sunday as protests over the death of George Floyd continued to roil the Capitol just two days after President Trump had to be taken to a bunker for his safety. Um, and uh, here's, a, let, let, here's a video, by the way, of the flag being ripped down and burned. Take a look at this. 
Okay, so they're burning churches, uh, flags, they're attacking law enforcement in D.C., right outside the White House. And still, we have not seen mass arrests. Still, somehow, we haven't seen dozens of people handcuffed and carted away in buses. Still, we have not seen that. This is the dissolution of our society unfolding before our eyes. Okay, we are watching it in real time. This is not the beginning of it. It didn't start this past week. I think, I fear, this is the conclusion, the culmination, the final stroll, the final break is what we're watching happening right now. Number two, over the weekend, Justin Timberlake joined the group of celebrities who have offered to support the riots by bailing out rioters. He said, please join me in supporting the Minneapolis protesters by donating to the uh, MN Freedom Fund, the Minnesota Freedom Fund. The Freedom Fund is combating the harms of incarceration by, pay- by paying bail for low-income individuals who cannot af- otherwise afford it. Uh, so if they, if they you know, are rioting and destroying stuff, uh, Justin Timberlake is going to make sure he gets them out of jail, puts them back on the street so they can get back to it. He's gonna, Justin Timberlake is going to make sure of that. Isn't this so kind of our celebrities? You know, they sit safely in their mansions, protected by gates and fences and security systems and armed guards. And they, they generously offer to support and fund the people who are burning down poor neighborhoods. Very, very, what absolute philanthropists these people are. They are donating to the cause of destroying poor minority communities. That's what they're doing. In fact, when you see celebrities offering to bail out rioters, remember that they are on the, they are on the side of the people who reduced this woman to tears and despair. Uh, and for good reason. Watch. They went straight to Office Max, the dollar store, and every store over here that I go to. I have nowhere to go now. I have no way to get there because the buses aren't running. These people did this for no reason. It's not going to bring George back here. George is in a better place than we are. And last night, I'm going to be honest, I wish I was where George was because this is ridiculous. These people are tearing up our livelihood. So if you side with the rioters, you side against her. You're on the opposite side of her. You're with the people who did this to her. Number three, and here's a tweet from Sister Bethany in Chicago. Their bookstore, um, the nun's bookstore, was broken into, looted. The looters stole their books. Um, so they're, they're stealing books from nuns is what they're doing. This is just cartoonish evil at this point. They, they're, they're like, if you were to write a, a, a fiction story where the antagonists are rioters and looters, that's, that's what these people would be. That's how absurdly over-the-top villainous they are. For um, on the theme here of, uh, of uh, you know, highlighting the true victims, here's a report out of Rochester featuring a minority business owner whose business was destroyed by looters, um, looters who were supposedly concerned about racism against minorities. But this is what they did to him. Watch. Everything broke this one, took all the hat. We just got the hat. They said a $1,500. Abdul Saleh has never seen anything like it in his 20 years in business. Everything. Wow. She's almost empty. And they took all the jacket from the wall. Stuff that wasn't theirs that looters stole early Saturday evening. I see a lot of car here and somebody broke the door and everybody come to inside. As Saleh was cleaning his place across the street, this is what it looked like outside Hudson Avenue Walmart. It's sad and it's disappointing. These two from Irondequoit had hoped to shop here. There was a heavy police presence after reports of looting. Both ladies lamented the police killing of a man in Minneapolis and the unrest that's followed. I feel like... We're, we're trying to get justice for something, but 
it's not helping us because all it's going to do is make them target us more. With George Floyd, you know, the, our officers are supposed to serve to protect us and keep us safe, and yet we're getting the complete opposite. We're feeling unsafe and unprotected. Back across the street, what hurts Saleh the most is he knows many of the looters. And I ain't got no problem with nobody, and it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I'm sad. He'll clean up so he can open up again. I just want to make a living, and I want to support my kids, that's all. Do the right thing, that's all. In Irondequoit. Yeah, that's crazy, you know. Seth Voorhees, Spectrum News. Number five, uh, I think maybe we could all use a pick-me-up after all this. A lot of, a lot of very gloomy, dreary stuff, inevitably. But something a little bit more cheerful, something uh, to brighten our spirits and give us hope for tomorrow, because I still believe in that. I'm still, at heart, I'm still an optimist. And so on that note, uh, something positive, something, you know, kind of uh, fun for the whole family. Here's a rioter trying to set a fire and instead setting himself on fire. Watch. So there you go. There is a God, after all. Um, that's just, uh, I mean, what, what, what can you say? That's, that's hard to generate much, much sympathy, I suppose. For the, but the media would, can. I mean, the media finds a way. Many of the people in the media, they, they find a way to, uh, to, to sympathize with and feel sorry for somebody like that. Now, let's move on to our daily cancellation. In fact, before we do that, though, um, I want to tell you about our Leftist Tears tumblers. I don't know if, we've, if you've ever heard us mention these things before. You probably haven't. We don't talk about it much. But uh, these things just, I mean, what can I say about them? They are um, my whole purpose for living at this point. It's just for my, my, tear, my Leftist Tears. I wake up in the morning and I think there's no point to life. But at least... I can drink out of this tumbler. And that's what keeps me going every single day. Uh, now, normally, as you know, I generally am not a fan of joy or happiness, but this brings me joy, and this is what will bring you joy. Um, the double tumbler deal is back, but it's only available for our most exclusive membership tier, All Access. The All Access membership tier is our premier level of membership. All Access members get to participate in All Access Live, our brand new interactive programming feature. One of us, Daily Wire hosts, you know, hang out. Every night um, at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, and we just hang out. And we have a conversation. It's a lot of fun. All access memberships now also include two of the irreplaceable leftist tears tumblers. The tumblers are literally overflowing with tears at the thought of this offer, guys. That's what it comes down to. Finally, all access members also get the benefits of our other membership tiers, including an ad-free website experience, access to our live broadcasts and show library, access to uh, the show's mailbags, and the full three hours of the Ben Shapiro show. You get all of that. You couldn't ask for more. You better not ask for more, you greedy SOBs. So head over to thedailywire.com uh, to dailywire.com slash subscribe to join all access and get 50% off with coupon code Walsh right now. That's dailywire.com slash subscribe. See you there. Okay, uh, for, so for our daily cancellation, we are once again canceling the COVID-19 Chicken Littles, who we've canceled many times in the show. But uh, this time, a little bit different. We're not canceling them because they're running around screaming that the sky is falling. Instead, we're canceling them because they're not because they stopped doing it over the last few days. They stopped running around and screaming. 
They stopped very suddenly and uh, very conspicuously. And I don't think it's because they came to their senses. If that, if that was the reason, then uh, the last thing I would do is cancel them. In fact, if you're old enough to remember the bygone days of three weeks ago, or even like two weeks ago, then maybe you could just join me for a second on a trip down memory lane. Um, because back in those bad old times, the news media were quite certain that it was brazen and irresponsible and, and possibly murderous even to protest during a pandemic. You're going to kill grandma if you do it. That's what we were told. Now, not to harp on this ancient history, but I can recall, for example, this article um, from Vox assuring me that protesting under these conditions is racist because it might kill black people. Then there was the article on Penn Live, uh, which has repeated the, the once common argument that protesters shouldn't receive medical care if they get COVID-19 because they're being so reckless and irresponsible. The Guardian warned that uh, protesters might be spreading the virus, quote, far and wide. Jimmy Kimmel, among others, said that protesters are, quote, suicidal. Dr. Burks called it, quote, devastatingly worrisome that protesters would gather in the middle of an outbreak and, you know, risk spreading it. There are other people who call the protesters reckless and mind-bogglingly selfish. The Washington Post assured us that demonstrators, quote, don't care about lives, and Slate accused them of, quote, twisting the idea of liberty. Another Washington Post op-ed compared protesters to Typhoid Mary. Um, the Week and The Nation both agreed that uh, it's, it's dangerous to be out rallying at a time like this. USA Today was even more direct. They said that protesters are, quote, risking your health. These are just a few examples. Many more could be offered. But what's the use? Because we all lived through the past three months when COVID-19 was the only thing the media cared about. And any gathering of people of any size in any context for any reason was condemned as a heedless and foolhardy exercise in virus transmission. Even people who simply, I mean, forget about protests, for a second, even people who simply went to the beach to sunbathe and, and wade in the water were blasted in panicky news headlines. Uh, like uh, like this one from CBS. And I'm talking about this as if we need to be reminded. When I went away for a vacation, that's what they were saying. I come back and all of a sudden it's like COVID-19 went away. It's gone. What a miracle. Now, it's no use arguing that protests, uh, the, the, the quote unquote protests that are currently ravaging our cities are more important and more justified. When I brought up this point online, uh, that was the response. They said, well, this, this is different because this, this, this protest is, is so much more important. And so that's why it's, it's, they're allowed to do it and they're not going to be criticized. Now, I hardly see mass looting as a more worthy cause than standing up against draconian and disastrous and unconstitutional lockdowns that decimated the economy and shredded the Bill of Rights. But that's beside the point. The point is that the very act of protesting or of forming large groups for any other reason was, to, was supposed to put many lives at risk and thus was worthy of condemnation and prohibition by the government. And in one fell swoop, literally overnight, all of that was put to the side. It just, it just, it's, it's like, a not even, it, like it never happened. Why? Has COVID-19 gone away? Um, did its method of transmission suddenly change? Are we, uh, I mean, did it turn into an exclusively like sexually transmitted disease or something all of a sudden? I mean, I, I don't understand. You, you, you said, forget it, but it doesn't matter what the cause is. Let's just say for the sake of argument 
that these protesters are, are righteous in their cause and it's such an important cause and, and blah, 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 all the rest of it. Uh, okay, fine, but they're still, what, they're killing each other, right? They're killing grandma. Isn't that a problem? I mean, shouldn't we be talking about that? Shouldn't the media be mentioning it? If you care about these protesters and you're, I mean, aren't you, if you believe that protesting during a pandemic is going to kill people, including the protesters themselves, then if you care about these protesters, wouldn't you be saying, hey, go home, don't do this? Or again, maybe there was a miracle. Maybe COVID-19 went away miraculously. Or maybe on the other hand, the media just decided to dump one narrative in favor of another for political reasons. I think that uh, the answer is, is, of course, very clear. And the lesson that we should all take home is also clear, that if you want to protest during a pandemic, you should do it safely and responsibly by burning down buildings, stopping traffic, and beating random bystanders. Apparently, that is the only way that you'll escape criticism if you protest during a pandemic. Not just escape criticism, but also escape prosecution. I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, another way of putting this is um, you, you can't uh, go to a church inside. You can burn one to the ground, though. That's going to be a lot safer than actually attending a church. All right. Um, now, one last thing. In, uh, one other thing I wanted to say in lieu of emails today. I want to close with a thought, um, another thought. Not a very encouraging one, unfortunately. Uh, maybe more of a question, though, I guess. And, and the question is this. What we should be asking ourselves is, where do we go from here, right? Eventually, the riots will burn themselves out, literally. They're going to have to because it's apparent that our leaders in Washington and in the states and cities around the country have abandoned their post and abandoned us uh, us, and will do nothing. So that, that much is clear. They're just not going to do anything. So this is going to run its course, and whatever damage to property and lives that will be done will be done, and that's all there is to it. When it ends, though, what then? What's next? I mean, do we start working towards unity again? Well, unity around what? I mean, the reality is there are many, and this will not change, even when the riots stop. This won't change, that there are many people in this country who have no problem setting fires, stealing stuff, and attacking the innocent. Um, It's happening all over. This is not isolated. It's not fringe. But even more concerning is that there are many more people who agree with those methods, who defend them, who justify them. So I ask you, what unity can you have with people like that? What are you unifying around? Okay, the people who are throwing bricks and setting fires, and then the other people who are justifying that. You want me to unify with them? Based on what? I mean, just it's, it, there's got to be some some unifying principle. Now, if they suddenly and miraculously change and repent and experience a massive shift in attitude and priority, then okay, then 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 it, it, unity will be pretty easy. But if they remain them, and you remain you. How do you unify? And I've been making this point for years. You probably heard me, heard, heard me have, you've probably heard me say it before. There's just now an added urgency to it, I think. Because it sounds great. And it feels good to talk about unity, to call for it, to advocate it. 
um, and all of that. But uh, you have to unify around something. There has to be some underlying and significant commonality for there to be unity, for there to be a country at all, a real country, a real people, a real society, a real culture. And that commonality cannot just be that we all happen to exist within the same borders, especially when our borders are so porous as they are. I mean, they, they hardly even exist. No, it has to be something realer and deeper than that. Um, now here, here would be a, a here would be a good unifying principle: shared fundamental values and priorities. Okay, there's something you can unify around. Maybe you disagree about a whole lot. You, you come from different backgrounds, different races, nations, creeds, and everything. But you have these very fundamental values and priorities. And at least you have that, and you can unify around that. And that would be something very real. I mean, you could have a real country that way. But we don't have that. I mean, we don't even come close to having that. We don't even, I mean, we don't even have a shared language or a shared, any shared traditions or anything. We share nothing in this country anymore. And that, more than anything, is why we're seeing what we're seeing. And why we've seen so much of what we've seen over the last, not just the last week or the last few years, but the last few decades. There is no unifying principle. Um, We as a people have nothing in common. There are pockets of people who, who, you know, in their own ideological tribes who have things in common. But as 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 a nation, nothing. You know, I believe that the last, probably in my lifetime, as sad as it is to think and to say. The last moment of real unity was right after 9-11. That's why it's been 20 years and people still talk about that. Think about how sad and pathetic that is. I mean, 20 years later, and uh, people like myself are still saying, remember right after 9-11 and people were unified? And that didn't even last very long. It was a couple of weeks, maybe, from what I can recall. But there was a, a couple of weeks, maybe a little bit longer, where, where everybody seemed to basically be on the same page. And uh, we were sharing something. We were sharing grief. And we you know, wanted to get the guys who did it. And, and you know, we had that. That was the last time. And even tragedies now. I mean, if there was another 9-11, um, it, it, I, I don't think there would be the same effect. I think it would be from the very first instant, politicized, tribalized. I don't have the answer. This is just a question. It's something we need to start thinking about. You know, we may come to a point where there are some very hard realities that we just have to face. And maybe one of those realities is that uh, we just can't be one country. We just can't. We're not. We can't. I mean, if you're someone who would justify what we're seeing happening right now, and would promote it. I mean, not to mention, if you're in that camp, you're probably also in the camp of of thinking that babies aren't people. You know, 60 million dead babies is something to celebrate. Not to mention, you also probably think that, you know, like, the categories of men and women don't exist. My point is, you're just somebody in a whole different, forget about a different country, you're in a different universe for me. I don't even know what universe you're in. I don't know what reality you're in. You might as well be an alien from a different galaxy 
That's how different you are from me and how little I have in common with you. And frankly, if I could live on a different planet from you, I would. And that is the cheerful note that I think we will leave things on today. Um, sorry, I couldn't be more positive right after vacation, but uh, hey, I did have a big, vaca- a good vacation anyway. And I caught a five pound bass. So that would be my positive note for, the, for today. Stay safe out there, everybody. God bless, Godspeed. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review. Tell your friends to subscribe as well. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, we're there. Also, be sure to check out the other Daily Wire podcasts, including The Ben Shapiro Show, Michael Knowles Show, and The Andrew Clavin Show. Thanks for listening. The Matt Wall Show is produced by Sean Hampton, executive producer Jeremy Boring. Our supervising producers are Mathis Glover and Robert Sterling. Our technical producer is Austin Stevens, edited by Danny D'Amico, and our audio is mixed by Robin Fenderson. The Matt Wall Show is a Daily Wire production, copyright Daily Wire 2020. Race riots, looting, arson, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, all sorts of mayhem overtaking cities coast to coast this weekend, spreading misery and chaos. But on the bright side, since no one cares about social distancing anymore, the unrest seems to have cured coronavirus. Then the mainstream media recast Black Lives Matter and Antifa anarchists as white supremacists which put white liberals in a tough spot since they were all raising money to bail out the alleged white supremacists from jail. A lot to get to. Check it out on The Michael Knowles Show. Hold up. 